Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I'm your host, Chip Hazard. I'm your host, Alan Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. What? What? Are you you're not gonna make him say it this time, Talon? No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even gonna argue with him anymore. It's, just, it's a lost cause at this point. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, this is your third host of Movement Radio, Roger Sierra. There you go. Appreciate it. Okay, there. Since you want there me to is, say host. Uh, how's everyone doing today? Uh, I'm good. Glad the day's over, but <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I understand. Insane day, but whatever. Nah, I'm uh, looking forward to this upcoming week of football because we didn't really have football unless you count that trash-ass electronic football that people were playing all weekend. Y'all want to get into nah. that real quick? <laughs> Not really. I don't either, but eh, we kind of have to talk about it, right? I mean, it was the Pro Bowl. Which yeah, I mean, makes absolutely it, no sense that they did not play a, a Pro Bowl game, and they say it was due to COVID, but yet we've been playing football all season long. What's the big deal at this point? You know, it's not like they can't go through protocol and do testing and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. It didn't make sense. Uh, but for those of who, those of you that did not uh, hear our last episode go back and listen to it but the uh the 2021 uh the uh pro bowl was played virtually via madden 21 yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) I, i mean the nfc won but uh, I mean, they they won thirty two to twelve. But it was a video game, like right. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, everybody's favorite quarterback, Kyler Murray, won the uh, Pro Bowl <laughs> MVP. <laughs> Your boy. Oh Your boy. <laughs> Please explain to me how the hell you win an MVP in a virtual game. I mean, somebody's got to win it. Yeah, some. Hey, yeah, but I mean, it, it was just a weird week, you know. And everyone, to be honest, like no one ever, no one even talks about the Pro Bowl anymore. To be honest with you, if they do talk about the Pro Bowl, it's like, hey, this person, that person, this person, and that person, they're all Pro Bowlers. And then we we'll, we we spend a segment or two talking about the players that got snubbed and. This player should have made it. This player shouldn't have been up there and blah, 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 blah. But then in actuality, it's like, you didn't even play a game. So you didn't even get a chance to prove why your selection was validated. You know, and it's like, I don't know. It's just one of the things where it's like, and then after, it's not like people make a big deal about who won between the NFC and the AFC. You know, it it, it doesn't matter at that point anymore. Doesn't it decide... I'm sorry. I like, doesn't I was like doesn't the winner like doesn't it decide who technically hosts the Super Bowl next year or something? I, I have no clue. I, I think it used to. I'm not sure if it does. Um, I know the MLB, or not. I know the MLB All Star Game um, determines which that. conference gets home field advantage in, in the World Series. That that I do know. They only re- and the only reason why they put that in there so that the uh, 
players would take the game seriously. You know, which is it's which is kind of a pretty good incentive if you think about it, because normally the number the the team that's the best team throughout baseball that year normally would get the home field advantage throughout the uh, World Series, or the team with the best record who makes it to the World Series would end up getting home field advantage. Um, right. So in actuality, having home field advantage in the World Series on the line in the All Star Game for whatever conference. It's kind of a it's kind of an it's kind of a genius idea if you think about it. Um, now, not to say that, I mean the NBA. I don't know if the NBA would adopt that or not, though. Um, I guess it just depends because normally, I mean, the NBA is always very forward thinking on a lot of different things. Um, which I guess you know it made it made the MLB All Star Game a little bit more watchable. I don't know about the NBA because I mean there's no defense in the All Star Game in the in the NBA. They just go out there and just shoot. It's it's a it's a, it's a it's a game for the sake of being a game, you know. But right. Although I do think that this year they'll take it a little bit more seriously, because um, didn't they rename the All Star Championship like the Kobe Bryant All Star Game MVP? Like that trophy is now is dedicated to Kobe Bryant. Did yeah, it's not the Kobe Kobe Bryant award yeah. or something. So maybe yeah. people. So maybe the gen, a, a generation of players who literally grew up on Kobe Bryant would take that a little bit more seriously. Probably be like, yo, I want to win that you know loved kobe i want to get you know um which this we just celebrate we celebrated the life of kobe um bryant um you know because i think yeah it was uh last week was the one year anniversary of his pat it don't it still don't feel real i don't know if we talked about it last it still don't feel real that he's gone you know it's already been a year and like i'm waiting for him to pop up on like detail on espn plus to talk about you know, LeBron James and the Lakers against, you know, you know, the Celtics or something, you know, like, right. It still does not feel real to me that Kobe Bryant's still not with us anymore. You know, how do you guys, I mean, it, one year later, how do you, how are you guys feeling about it now? I mean, we talked about it on our last episode, but yeah, it still doesn't feel real. Uh, uh, like you said, you know, I'm really expecting him to, you know, pop up on, you know, some random sports show and do an interview or something like that uh or to be sitting front side front you know courtside at a lakers game now that they're letting fans back in and everything like i i expect to see that it just it does not feel real yeah um like yeah we talked about it last week i just i feel like i'll see him show up on something as an analyst or something um like for the playoffs or for the uh championship or something but nope like i keep thinking oh hey this is gonna happen and like oh wait no it's not going to right (sighs) of fans what you said chip did make did make me think about something did y'all hear about that bullshit that happened at the lakers game when these two drunk ass people were yelling i mean they're starting to let fans come in a little bit at a time they're not obvious i think it's like 25 20 or 25 percent capacity now in some arenas where they're letting some uh, people come in it's it's very few arenas there's only eight arenas that are letting them in right yeah. um, i know i know i know i know the staple center is one of them because they had some people in there no it wasn't the staple center that was in atlanta they were playing in atlanta, oh, they're playing in atlanta? atlanta. okay i thought they were playing at staples i'm sorry um either way yeah because it makes sense why would these people be yelling and screaming at lebron james uh about that <laughs> the, 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 about the couple that got kicked out because they got into the argument with lebron james 
uh, only the wife got kicked out and LeBron even came out and said I, I listened to an interview today he said they should not that she should not have been kicked out uh, he said it was uh, uh, some words were passed between two grown men and like that was handled and then she jumped in and said her piece and that should have been the end of it and that he does not believe that they should have been kicked out right well I mean if you, if, you, if you believe the reports they say that alcohol was involved especially with her on uh, definitely on her end of the deal and normally with alcohol sometimes shit does get escalated um yeah. you think it was one of them situations where they just stopped it before it escalated I mean, they tried to stop it before it escalated. Hell, it, may, it probably may have escalated even more when they asked her to leave or whatever. But it may have. But uh, it probably made the situation worse in that situation. Yeah. Just, but yeah, it was stupid. It was yeah. stupid. It took away. It, I think it took away from the game. It made more. It just. I don't know. It's like it's almost like, and I'm not gonna, not gonna go crazy with this rant, you know. But it's like every single day it's something to do with it's like the same stories you hear in sports almost every single day um you know only from from certain channels you know like fs1 you can watch a show i'm not going to say the name of it but literally this is every single segment lebron james dallas cowboys lebron james something to do with tom brady the dallas cowboys a guest talks about lebron james a guest talks about the dallas cowboys and then something else basketball related, probably Kevin Durant or something. And then they end the segment talking about LeBron James kicking it to Colin Cowherd. I'm sorry, I ruined it. Um, <laughs> is that Mike and Mike in the morning? No, it's Green and Golic. <laughs> that is Mike and Mike, isn't it? God, yeah, it is Mike and Mike. Together. <laughs> they don't even know. Not it's a Keyshawn Johnson's got a got the morning show on ESPN. I, and I was gonna say, is Mike and Mike back together? No, no. I know Green, Green's doing his own thing. Yeah, Green's doing his own thing. Uh, Stephen A's doing his own thing too. Now he's got Stephen A World. That's on ESPN Plus. Well, so does uh, Max Kellerman. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any of Max's stuff though. Yeah, they each have their own little solo thing on ESPN Plus. To yeah. be honest, I think Max Kellerman's probably got the best show because he's actually the. I think he's the better presenter and analyst on that squad. Yep. I, I remember him when I first seen Max Kellerman. He was hosting around the horn before Tony Reale was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that, that was me thinking like I'd come home from school. Um, I would <laughs> not for real like that's that, that was my deal. Like I'd come home from school, I'd sit down, I, I'd flip over to ESPN, and I, I remember just like it was like it would be what, what was it? I think it was it was NFL Live at four. Then it was. God, what was it? I think Joe Rome, Joe Rome is burning at four thirty. Yep. And then Jim five Rome. o'clock was uh, around the horn, and then five thirty was PTI right before they jumped in the Sports Center. So. Yep. Yeah. Because I'd get home around three forty-five, three fifty, or whatever, and I try to get my homework done within ten minutes so I could watch the sports shows. Uh, so. I do like the dynamic between Stephen A. and Max, though. I, yeah. I do like that dynamic. Um, but that's neither here nor there uh today we're here to talk about the super bowl yes talk about our super bowl predictions who we think might win mvp stuff like that yeah oh we're going to talk about who might win mvp and who will win mvp well we know it's either going to be tom brady or 
Patrick Mahomes because it's going to be a quarterback. We we've learned that over the years. We learned it last year. Yeah, definitely learned it last year. But I mean, you also got to remember um, Eli Manning was MVP twice for his, and we definitely know he was trash in one, of the, guaranteed trash in one of them. Exactly. I'm sorry. I mean, exactly. I mean, and I still hold this. To, I still hold this uh, today. And people say I'm stupid for having this thought. The year that the New York Giants beat New England the first time around when they were going for their undefeated season, I believe that the MVP should have been the whole entire defensive line of the New York Giants. Oh, for sure. If not Justin, the whole line. Justin Tuck, OCU Minora, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Michael Strahan, all four of them should have just shared the fucking MVP. Because I felt like they were the reason that that game you know that why they stayed in the game is i mean they ate tom brady alive like the patriots scored on their first drive and the patriots scored on their last drive but everything yep. else in the middle they got destroyed yeah know? but no I mean, it definitely i mean they think it should have gone to a straight hand on that one um but i mean justin tuck was just as good too but man i thought like, well that's the thing man ocu manura was coming into his own at that point I don't even yeah, know. Hey, is those still even in the league anymore? No, I think he retired last he year, retired? year before. It was recent. Yeah. Like I say recent, but watch it be like four years ago at this was point. Was he a lifer with the Giants? <laughs> no. I can't um, remember if he went to another team or not. Um, I think he did. Um, um I would look it up, but I'm scared I'm gonna end up frying my computer or something. I definitely I'm looking it up right now. Patreon.com, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody wants <laughs> Sorry, I'm being an idiot. He's from London. I did not know that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. Nope. Um. So. Wow. Um. But he played from the Giants to 2003 to 2012, and in the Falcons 2013 to 2014. So it's been seven years. Wow. I didn't, I didn't even know he played for the Falcons. Wow. Yeah, one full year. Um, I'll remember that because that was when they had uh, Vic Beasley still. Hmm. Was Patrick Kearney still on that team at that point? Because I remember Patrick Kearney was on one end. And, uh, shit. Man, I don't even think Grady Jarrett was on the team yet, I don't think. Probably not. Probably not, no. But, um, all right, so uh, let's get into these uh, predictions and whatnot. Yep. Um, so who was still on the floor? Colin. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be the Chiefs. Um, the narrative just makes sense that way for the NFL to make more revenue. Um, Patrick Mahomes won the second Super Bowl already, um, and dethroning Tom Brady to do the passing of the torch. Okay. Yeah. Do you I, have I, a score I, or no? Oh no, not a score. Um, okay. but uh, it'll be. It'll be at least a score difference. It'll be close for more dramatics, and then it'll be within, like, I'll say a touchdown, not, not even a seven points. I'll say six points. Okay. Uh, Tell I them think, what you got. I think the winner of this game is whoever the vote, whoever the, uh, the referees get paid more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. People, I think, I think more people are worried about the damn uh, Alexa Michael B. Jordan uh, commercial than they are uh, 
you know which court anyway no nah, it's a different thing that's a conspiracy theories for another day i don't know if y'all heard that um y'all heard that theory yet or not um nope yeah apparently yeah, apparently michael b jordan did a uh a uh amazon alexa yeah thing where his eyes were like doing that whole thing and now they're saying sentient robots and you know terminator is going to kill us all all that shit anyway um but now getting back to really reality um honestly man i gotta look at it from this perspective okay quarterbacks i'm gonna say the quarterbacks are about even in terms of brady is still brady you know he's still whether or not he i definitely patrick mahomes is the more athletic the younger one the future of the league if you will but Tom Brady is one of the smartest quarterbacks, if not the smartest quarterback in the league right now. Um, so he'll find a way to make the game plan work where where I think where Patrick Mahomes is going to rely more on, his, more on his athleticism, Tom Brady's going to rely more on his ability to think and the ability to create a game plan. I think wide receivers, wide receivers, they're about even too. I mean, because you got Tyreek and Sammy Watkins on one end. You got... Uh, you know, Mike Evans and Godwin on the other end. At tight end, you know, kind of the same thing at quarterback. You know, you got Travis Kelsey, who was the best tight end in the game, and then you got Rob Gronkowski, who at one point was the best tight end in the game and can still contribute. And then you got the, uh, <laughs> and then you got, y- y'all remember the movie The Hangover, right? Yes. The, about the four guys that go to, Vegas, you know, we all know the story of that. And there's Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, whatever the hell you say his last name. Um, Galifianakis. I was being an asshole, I know. Um, And then there was the other guy. Doug. Anybody remember? Huh? Doug. Doug. Talk about King Jones? Yeah. No, not King Jones. You talk about the guy that fell on the roof. Both of these teams have a Doug. Okay. And what I mean by that is this whole the whole movie in The Hangover was about just those three guys, and you rarely seen Doug at all. But yet somehow Doug was a part of the movie because he was a part of that group, right? Well, it's his bachelor party. Right. Yeah. What I'm thinking is each one of these teams have a Doug. On the Kansas City Chiefs side, you got Le'Veon Bell, who, let's no. be honest... Is it the Le'Veon Bell that he once was? No. And then on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you have A.B., who, let's be honest, isn't the A.B. that he once was. No, that man caught. I was like, his last game, he had eight catches for 132 yards. Okay, well, you know, dead clock's right. right. (laughs) Um, But what I'm saying is, is that during the regular season, neither one of these guys were factors, Okay. Not big factors, not big contributors, at least anyway. But I think that when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think for whatever reason, both of these guys may have a chance to show out. But I think is I think that both teams are going to allow them to at least get a chance to to prove that they belong, you know, in this game or whatever. Well, I don't think Le'Veon will play because Clyde Edwards and is in front of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Kansas City and- would do running back by committee style run game. Ed Reed does, uh, Andy Reid does not do that. So you, uh-huh. okay, so they're just going to constantly do uh, Clyde like every single run is going to be on him. Then he's not going to take a rest or break at all. 
they'll do uh jet sweeps with Miko Hardman and um Tyreek Hill and then they'll do tight end screens so they won't be doing as much running as you think they will. Yeah. No. So Le'Veon um, Bell can get a participation trophy pretty much. <laughs> pretty I mean much. Yeah. That's what he got when uh did he win the Super Bowl with uh Sealer last time like that? Wait, did he win with the Sealers? No, he played, no, he, I think he played in that Super Bowl. Talking about the one where they won against the uh, Cardinals? Yeah, but that was more of a passing game. Wait, was he Was he even with the team at that point? That's, I think Willie Parker was still running back. <laughs> uh, two seconds here. I'm yeah, looking yeah. up right now. Uh, yes, please fact check me if these are incorrect. <laughs> Peaceburg Steelers 2013, so no. Le'Veon wasn't yeah. with him? It was 2013. Wasn't to go to the Super Bowl and Bell does not have a Super Bowl ring. Nope. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, a two-time first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro, uh, a Big Ten champion, a first-team All-American, and a first-team All-Big Ten. What um, that was Super Bowl 43 when the Steelers beat the Cardinals. So, whatever year Super Bowl 43 was. Uh. 2008. It was pre 2013 because that's when he started playing in the league. Uh, 2009, 2010. 2009, 2010. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so who were the running backs for Pittsburgh at that time? Let's see. Let's Willie see. Parker and somebody. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Let's see here. I know Jerome Bettis wasn't there anymore. No, no, no. Uh, 2008 was the last time that um, the uh, Steelers won the Super Bowl and let's see who was on that team Ben Roethlisberger that was the year Santonio Holmes won the uh, MVP let's see you had uh, quarterbacks were Dennis Dixon Brian Leftwich, and Ben Roethlisberger the running backs were Kerry Davis Moedle Moore, Willie Parker, and Gary Russell. And uh, the receivers were Dallas Baker, Santonio Holmes, Lemus Swede, Heinz Ward, and uh, Nate Washington. Yep. Nate Washington, yep. Yep. Yeah. Out of UT, right? Probably. Uh, no. Nate, uh, he went to uh, Tiffin College. Tiffin, okay. Yeah, I'll think what is, okay, yeah. He was what is that? Tiffin? What is that? Tiffin is uh As we we're in the <laughs> it's in Tiffin, Ohio. Oh Tiffin, Ohio. The the name of their athletic team is the Tiffin Dragons. They're an NCAA Division II intercollegiate sporting. That's cool. Anyway. Yeah. All right. They're but... of great Midwest Atlantic Conference. But yeah, but 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 anyway, but back to what I was saying. As far I think yes. this game's going to come down to the defense. Uh, both offenses are capable. It always comes down to defense since Super Bowl. This this could be the game where either both defenses are going to step up or both defenses are going to not play their best, and it's going to be just an offensive, insane offensive show. Okay. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen. I got a feeling that. I got a feeling that it's going to be a high-scoring game, a high-scoring Super Bowl. Um, 
maybe in the I think both teams because in order to beat both of these teams you're gonna have to score at least 24 uh, you know what I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna go I'm gonna take the score 37 to 34. 37-34 with who winning? Kansas City. Okay. Like, I mean, it's hard for me to say that because in one hand, you know, it's like, man, I, I hate back-to-back, you know, because it's like, damn, how come nobody else can beat this team? But at the same time, it's like, damn, Tom Brady, how much? You know, can anybody else get some food in their mouth? You know? But, no, nah, I'm going to go Kansas City. Very... It's going to be high scoring, but it's going to be close. I think it's going to be back and back the whole way, the whole game, pretty much. You'll see a few right. plays here and there, but I do think that it's going to be a high scoring game. Okay, um, I have no score. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be high scoring though. Um, I think it's actually going to be probably a low scoring game. I think both as long as it's not boring. I think both defenses step up. Uh, in this game um, but I'm going to be the oddball here I think Tampa Bay wins this um, I think that Tom Brady gets the 7th he uh, shuts the doubters out that say that he he can't win the big one anymore uh, there's a lot of people out there that are saying because of his age you know he just he shouldn't be where he's at and all that and he has literally proven people wrong the entire season uh and i think i think this game has already been won by the tampa bay bucks mentally um if you have been paying attention to social media and interviews the uh the chiefs all have every everybody on the chiefs have been talking shit uh, including Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes literally said that he is the modern day GOAT uh, and said that Tom Brady, he, and I, I get maybe where he's coming from, but he said that Tom Brady was one of the best quarterbacks uh, to play the game, not given so that like man a backhanded compliment. It, it was definitely a backhanded compliment, and uh, you know, uh, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman, uh, and even um, uh, Skip and Shannon uh, have been talking about it this week about how you know they like they still think that the the Chiefs are going to win, but they think that. You know, Mahomes may have, uh, you know, put his big boy britches on a little too early. Right. Uh, if, if you will. Well, um, he got that championship. He got a little bit, he, he, he got a little bit of that swag going on. He thinks he, he thinks that he, he's arrived, you know? Well, uh, I, mean, I mean, look at his stats, though. Yeah, but I mean, he has arrived. That's the thing. He is good. That's, there's no question about that. Uh, I mean, and if you, I I, I I go back to this. Swap the quarterbacks, right? Yes. Put Mahomes. Say everything else is the same on the teams. Swap the quarterbacks. 
I think still both teams are in this position. Right. Uh, you know, the difference is Mahomes relies heavily on two people, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whereas Brady is smarter with the ball and will, he won't try to force it. Like if the play was for the ball to go to, we'll just say uh, Mike Evans, right? But Evans is covered and AB is wide open. He's going to get the ball to AB, even though that's not what the play called. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Mahomes is still young and is going to follow the scheme a little more and try to force the ball. And he's better at forcing the ball into tight open spots. But I, I still think that Tom Brady is better with, you know, distributing the ball more evenly. He doesn't rely on two people. So, yeah. you know, with that being said, if, and this is a big if because Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are so good, but if the Bucks can, you know, cover those two guys, then, you know, it's going to be easier for them to win this game. Yeah, but I mean, how do you cover Travis Kelsey? That's the thing we've been asking all season long. You don't? Yeah, That's, like, the That's why I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because each team has a burner on the team. I mean, obviously, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is one of the you know better premier tight ends in the league. Tyreek Hill is just he's, – he's definitely one of the fastest ones. Here's the thing with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I will say this, though, about Kansas City, which does give me some concern. Okay. If you've ever noticed, anytime Mahomes is making a big throw, notice where the receiver is whenever they're making the catch. It's, the receiver is coming back towards the ball. You see, you even notice that? Which means that the receiver is smart enough to come back to the ball and make the catch for him. But yet, if the receiver isn't in the right place, oh, Mahomes didn't throw it far enough. He underthrew the, the throw. Most of his throws, especially the big ones, are underthrown. The receiver has to come back to make the catch. That is risky in and of itself because it opens itself up for interceptions and different things like that. But unless it's going to Travis Kelsey. If he's going to Travis Kelsey, I mean, up, slant route straight to the corner you know or to the, or to the post you know he's there you know um i think he's going to rely more on travis kelsey than tyreek hill in this game honestly and i think that in terms of the buccaneers i don't think that they'll rely too heavily on just one particular uh player just like what you said chip i do think that he's going to that tom brady will do a better job of distributing the ball all around um but I do think that if a if a player is getting hot and he's on a roll, stick with him, you know. And if they do manage to cover him or do manage to figure out a way to slow him down, you know, because every every Super Bowl we see it, there's always that halftime adjustment where they figure out another game plan to go after whoever. Um, we saw that with the Atlanta Falcons uh, in their Super Bowl when they were up twenty eight to three, and then we know what happened. Dan, Dan Quinn started coaching. Dan Quinn I was going to say, 
I'm not 100% positive that that was halftime adjustments by the Patriots as much as it was. Um, Atlanta was had, they had it in the bag and then just uh, said, fuck it, coast. Atlanta Atlanta took their, their foot off the gas. I, I think. Well, no, the issue was they kept trying to pass the ball instead of running it. They didn't run time down. They literally kept giving them opportunities to come back over and over again and so that was, I mean, honestly i mean that's that's what it is though i mean i mean as long as you have a good solid run game because what do they say they say offense wins games defense wins championships um and the running game has to be a big strong part of your game plan you know when you think about um what year was it that the uh well, during that Falcons game, um, their play calling was like 40%, 45%, something like that. It was almost 50-50, but it was like 40% rush and then um, 60% passing. And then at halftime, they came back, it was 75% passing. So they literally just pretty much gave up on running, which made no sense because their run game was getting them the yardage to make that pass game better. Here's the thing. I would rather run the ball like even if you just even if I just run the ball, if I ran the ball three times, didn't get in, didn't get any, didn't get a first down, that's still taking two at least two minutes off the clock because you get a forty second, you know, clock. Yep. Well, yeah, you you let the play clock. That's the thing. You as as a game manager, you let the play clock run down. You know, to like three or four seconds before you snap the ball right and then you know if you hand it off then you know there's another you know 20 to 30 seconds off the clock right there right then you know you just rinse and repeat that's that's what a a, a game manager does right uh like it would and, always like it used to always piss me off when that people at the end of the game is like i'm just gonna kneel down and i'm thinking man just play the game run the ball do something and then i thought why do they need to they've already won the game what's the point of you know, running the ball again after that. You know, they've already won the game. At that point, you're just stat pat. You know, exactly. Yeah, I used to be the same way. I hated the kneel, and then I understood like if you're up by three and there's you know two minutes left and you they have no timeouts and you can literally run the play clock down and kneel and right. you know why would you give them the opportunity to take the ball away? Right, yep. and who's to say, okay, let's go ahead and run the ball anyway, and you run the ball, and then next thing you know, a defensive player says, you know what, fuck it, we may lose the game, but you're going to lose your best player, and they you know, they go head hunting, you know, shit. Right. And New Orleans Saints did it when uh, Greg Williams was their uh, defensive coordinator. They, had they won a championship. Huh? They won a championship, no? Yeah, hey, but, I mean, they, they played <laughs> dirty to do it. I mean, hey. Hey, what hey, what did Rick Flair say? Thirty shit. And he's sixteen time champion. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. Rick Flair set the uh, whole entire scheme up for everybody. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> what they say? It's only cheating if you get caught. Exactly. Right? Oh, they got oh. caught. <laughs> yeah. Well, although, way after. How many times, have the, how many times have the New England Patriots been caught and no one gave them? No one gives. No one gives a shit. And it's like, yeah. I think that was mostly Belichick, but. That's besides the point. Yeah, right. that's beside the point. But um, right. I mean, they took away like fifth and sixth round picks, so they couldn't draft another miracle quarterback. Right. right. <laughs> All right. So Chip has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Me and Roger both have the Kansas City Chiefs. 
either which yep. way, I think we all win because I think this is going to be an incredible Super Bowl. I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be, me personally, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be a very good game, honestly. Um, so that being said, now that we got the Super Bowl picks out of the way, can we talk about this crazy ass trade that just no. went down in the NFL? We haven't done it. Yeah, but I was going to say, before we get to that crazy ass trade, let's talk about a little uh, other news around the NFL. Oh, so you, um, oh, you want to say that? Yeah, you, you want that to be the piece de resistance, huh? I was going to do our MVP pick quick. Oh, uh, oh, oh, our Super Bowl MVP. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, but, uh, basically. Well, the thing is, it. I think it's going to go to the winning quarterback, obviously. Um, so, in my opinion, it's going to go to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. But. I believe the one who deserve it will be Travis Kelsey. I think he will keep them in the game. He will get those mid range passes. Um, I also believe he'll get like he'll get two touchdowns and he'll get about a hundred and eighty yards. Uh, I'm if I had to pick somebody other than the court other than the, the quarterback, I would say Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill might, might have a chance. I mean, I've seen we've seen games where Tyreek Hill has caught like. 15 passes, like 200 and something, almost 300 yards. I can't remember what game it was that he played. Oh, Tyreek Hill? Yeah, Tyreek Hill. What, what Tyree game? Kill was doesn't he doesn't catch more than like five passes a game. No, there was one game this season where he caught like almost, it was on a, I can't remember if it was a Sunday night or a, I can't remember which one it was. He he caught like 15 passes, like almost close to 200 yards. It's when Pat Mahomes had that crazy, almost like damn near 500 yard game. Like, I can't remember which uh can't remember what game it was. Uh it's when he just went off, had three touchdowns and everything. If he has a performance like that in the Super Bowl, they'll say that that's one of the greatest Super Bowl performances by a wide receiver ever. Um but if no, I had to pick, I'd say okay, Tyreek Hill be MVP. If if, it, if it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, it'll probably be Tyreek Hill, I think. So the game you're talking about was uh his game against Tampa where they yeah. won 27-24. Um, he was targeted 15 times, had 13 catches for 269 and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That's Gosh, what I'm saying. He averaged 20.6 yards. Tampa. <laughs> yeah. It was against it was against the Bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, if he did it once, what's stopping him from doing it again? Especially unless they focus too much on him, which is going to leave everybody else open. Well, I mean. <laughs> okay. So we go back. To, we, we go back to Tom Brady, right? It, as soon as the Bucks and the Chiefs were put into the Super Bowl, he started watching that game. Yes, he did. And and analyzing that game, and he has picked and and put schemes together around what they did wrong and what uh, Kansas City did right. Uh, well, you yeah, won't see that to me, though. Well, yeah, but, but we're talking no, Tom Brady. Like, it, you won't see that same game. Well, the thing is, uh, Tampa only lost by three. They lost by a field goal. So it's not like they were out of the game. They just couldn't cover Tyreek Hill. But right. so Tom Brady still kept them in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But also they so. left enough time on the clock for Pat Mahomes to, you know, just do, you know, his thing, which he didn't really have to do much because, you know, he could just kind of what we say, he kind of run the clock down. Um, so yeah, it, I would say if any non quarterback was to become MVP, I would probably, my vote would probably go to Tyreek Hill. So chip, 
If Tom Brady's not MVP, who do you think would who do you think would get it? Ronald Jones. Okay. Yeah. I think Ronald Jones would be I, I mean so, him or, I say him or Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh I, like like Roger, you know, led with obviously it's gonna go to a quarterback. So it's either gonna be Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Uh and since I got the Bucks winning, it's gonna go to Tom Brady. Um but I think that it should probably go to Ronald Jones. Uh, I think, you know, he's going to be the guy in this game. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's going to be that quote-unquote uh, clock manager, you know, because they'll be able to, you know, once they get the lead, they'll be able to hand it off to him, and then it's just, you know, run the clock down, run the clock down, run the clock down. Right. Forgot it. I mean, I, I mean, I think this game might be tied going into the halftime, you know, before, you know, before the weekend ruins it with his performance. Um, <laughs> no, actually, uh, I actually, I think, I think the Bucks will be up going into halftime, and you'll see a comeback uh, over the third and part of the fourth quarter by the Chiefs to to tie it up. And then Brady does Brady things. Brady does Brady things yeah. to win. Because uh, if you look at most of Kansas City's games throughout this season, they've been down going into the half. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things and gets them back into the game. So I think the Bucks will be up going into half. <sighs> yeah. Uh, on, on, <laughs> on the side note, if. If the Bucks aren't up going into half, I think Kansas City will win it. If they're leading going into half, I think they win. Hmm. Yeah, I know Andy Reid will keep that clock running. He'll he'll probably do two. He'll probably do a run, pass, then a run every single um, set just to make sure that the drive just runs out clock. Yep. Right. Right. So, uh, but now, you know, they just the the Bucks. The Bucks just um, added Vita Vea to the uh, active roster, by the way. So that's that's a huge plus for them. Uh, and some of the uh, the Chiefs, not any starters, but some second stringers, um, just this week got put on the uh, COVID reserve list because they had a an in-house barber uh, test positive for COVID. Mm. Them barbers, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in house barber. Hey. I, yeah. It, I don't. <laughs> I don't need an in house barber. I got shaving cream and a razor blade. I'm good. <laughs> that's right. But uh, so so the barber in question had tested positive. He he had taken five COVID tests prior to and tested negative on five occasions, and then the sixth one, uh, he got a positive reading as he was cutting hair so oh shit <laughs> it means he had to stop mid-cut yep yep <laughs> i'll be mad but nah man you already been cut my hair yeah, finish it up finish this fade that's all i can tell you <laughs> people walking around that you don't have a fade you have a horizon look at that shit <laughs> <laughs> anyway. all right uh so uh let's move on to that new story you wanted to talk to first uh chip uh, yeah yeah uh so the the Atlanta Falcons have hired <laughs> former quarterback TJ Yates as their passing game specialist. 
So two questions. Passing game specialist. Is By two questions. Nope. Nope. He is the passing game specialist. So that that so that leads to my first question. What the hell is a passing game specialist? Quarterback coach? Like that's I mean that's what Roger and I both suggested. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh and then secondly, how when you are not a good quarterback, how do you become the passing game specialist? Well, you ever heard the old expression, those that can do and those that can't teach? I guess so. I mean, <laughs> that's probably what it is then, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. I, I I didn't understand that. I mean, he's he's played for the – TJ Yates has played for the Texans on three separate occasions, coached for them twice, played for the Dolphins, played for the Falcons, and played for the uh, – well, he was on the practice squad for the Buffalo Bills. So hmm. – TJ, yeah. yeah that, yep. That one kind of um, threw me for a loop. Right. I didn't even know anything about that one. Yep. So. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what a passing game specialist will be, but. Yep. If um, you can look it up on Google, though. I mean. <laughs> it does not saying anything about it. <laughs> no. Uh, also, that's um, like that's like that's like somebody making a title or giving somebody a job without it actually being a job. It's like a favor, you know. It's like, oh yeah, we'll make him the 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 fucking secretary of something. Like you know, like you know, I don't know. It, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a favor job, honestly. Um. Uh. Also, Jason Witten got a uh, head coaching job at a Texas. It's uh, Liberty Christian High School in Frisco, Texas. There you go. So, uh, props to him. Uh, also, you you guys uh, have heard about the uh, Seattle Hit Seahawks offensive tackle Chad Wheeler uh, and what he did. Yeah. Uh, so he has effectively entered a non-guilty plea in his domestic violence case. Uh, piece of trash piece of shit uh, let's see anything else of note before we get to the, the huge huge one uh, no 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 uh, Sammy Watkins is optimistic to play in the Super Bowl uh, I don't know how much he would add or he would probably actually take away from the game uh, in my opinion because uh, he's going to try to do too much while he's hurt, but that's yeah. that. Um, so a passing game specialist is somebody who does come up with passing game schemes for okay. the book. Um, so he's a he's a pretty much an offensive coordinator's assistant. Um, so um, he'll come up with schemes that best fits the team for um, for passing, um, and then they go over it in the playbook and the offensive coordinator and and the um passing game specialist and the running game specialist all talk about what should what plays would work for the team and how to incorporate them all together to make an offensive book so they got an offensive coordinating team as opposed to just one like there's one offensive coordinator then he has his team pretty much well i mean you also have offensive assistants i mean you have a quarterback's coach wide receiver coach tight end coach everything like that yeah yeah um, but, those, but those 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 position coaches don't have assistants do they 
no uh, so what this is like these guys are assistants to the office coordinator to help them make an office like make a playbook okay right yeah so they'll help him make a playbook and then he'll be the one to finalize it and then they go to the head coach and they review and they pick the finalized book and then they go over the schemes and plays okay yeah i thought uh, it was a dude comes up with a whole playbook and they're like okay here you go yeah right. that big ass giant ass playbook they get hey you gotta memorize a playbook that's this freaking big and, and remember all the code names all the code names and have you ever y'all ever listened to john gruden do that like coach speak play calling like shit oh, God, yeah. I, I can't remember what is it's like tango white z24 trips right x how do you not know what z20 white trips white x i don't know how i'm see i'm getting tongue-tied just saying this shit i can't do that shit you know what well, I'm it's saying? like uh it's like any given sunday when uh when steaming willie beeman comes in and he's just calling random things and they're like what the hell are you talking about yep. what, what is red cross what is red cross I don't know. Yep. And, and what the hell is Peyton Manning's obsession with Omaha? It's, I mean, it's just a, it's an area. Yeah, it's just his go go to word. But yep. if you think about it, how bad does it have to be for an office alignment? Not only do you have to memorize all the audibles for the court, all the plays, then all the audibles the quarterback can play uh, call, then all the audibles you have to do on the offensive line. Yeah, it's crazy. I, like it's not something that I I don't think I could do. That's why they secretly get paid the big bucks if they're good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the last piece of news before we get into the the huge trade. Um, <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That crazy the, uh, trade. The Miami Dolphins have promoted Eric Studsville and George Godsey to co-offensive coordinators. Yeah, I seen that. Um. I don't know. I think they're the first team with co-offensive coordinators. Yeah. Uh, they're they're definitely the first that I can think of. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Um, they've got to be a really great. You know, like I think they're on the same page. You know, and they can yeah. they can maybe one's one's good for a running scheme, one's good for a passing scheme, and maybe they can have some bastard love child where the offense is just amazing you know but um ultimately brian flores does have the final say so on it um so hopefully he will give them like maybe one calls the plays one you know would you know him or something like i don't know how that's gonna happen i don't know how that's gonna work um i mean one will probably be in the booth seeing the layout and then could probably call an audible quickly from the booth yeah yeah i mean i mean you see that a lot nowadays you know with people being up in the skyboxes now it's it's so much easier uh you know which if, i mean honestly i mean if i was a defensive or offensive coordinator i would that's where i would prefer to be is up in the booth looking down on the field because it's a whole lot easier to see what's going on as opposed to being down on the field and it's like okay do they have 11 or 12 what's going on okay okay wait i, I can't look at that scheme okay that's trips right okay make sure you, you know like it'd be weird being down on the field like at least if you're up there and you can communicate you know, via the headset, you can see like, okay, they're running nickel package. Looks like they got three base. You know, something along that line. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you, you're shaking your head you're like you're disagreeing with me. Well, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to coach your team when when they the come off the field. Coach, the head yeah. coach is down the coach and the team. The offensive co- if if you got two offensive coordinators, one <laughs> could be in the booth and one could be down there, and they can communicate. Like maybe the one upstairs can see something the one downstairs can't see, you know, so it would be an advantage if you think about it. 
yeah, when there's two of them, but I'm saying in like in a single one, like you got to be down there on that field talking to your guys. I mean, the head coach, yeah, is the one doing it, but he's got to also focus on defense when the offense comes off the ground. Right. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I just figured, I just think, I just figured you'd get a better layout. You know, communication, obviously, yeah, you'd want to be down on the field, but just for layout and like seeing yeah. the whole, you know, defense as a whole, instead of just looking at just it from, from one angle, you know, from you're up top, you can see it from a more aerial view, which is better if you want to, or maybe if you just want to, I don't know, look at it for maybe play purposes. Okay, if we run this scheme again, then we can do this or what, you know, which most of the aerial, most of the aerial photos they use is just TV coverage, you know, that they yeah. put together and things like that. But yep. it, but it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm look I'm looking to see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. But anyway, let's 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 get into this big, this big, big, big yes. So the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams have decided to trade quarterbacks. Plus, the Lions are going to get two first round picks, a third round pick and a swap in the second round, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Matthew Stafford is going to go to the Rams, and Jared Goff, after saying he was he wanted to uh, have <laughs> sexual relations with Sean McVay's girlfriend, is now being sent to the Detroit Lions. That's the rumor. Yeah. That's the rumor. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, we don't want to be, you know. Yeah, allegedly. Want to disparage anyone's good name? We'd say allegedly. But so, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You can start it. Like, um, <laughs> um, this trade, what this trade does. Look, first of all, it one hell of a dumbass trade <laughs> by by the Rams. Uh, is this so worse this than worse than what? Is this worse than the Herschel Walker trade? No, no, no. not that no. bad. No, I mean, wasn't okay. the trade like near the end of Herschel Walker's career? Yes, yeah. I mean he made a, he he made a new career, yeah, uh, essentially. But yeah, it was near the end. Um, but no, so uh, Matthew Stafford is thirty three years old. Uh, by normal age, that's not old. By football quarterback age, that's old. Uh, Jared Goff is in his mid twenties, something like. Am that. I right? Uh, uh, 24, 25. Yeah, exactly. So mid twenties uh, has been to the Super Bowl in his career, and for whatever reason, the Rams have decided, hmm, nope, that's not the guy we want to ride with anymore. We're gonna go with this older guy who uh correct me if i'm wrong hasn't won a playoff game his entire career i think he's won one okay maybe won one yeah one his entire career so why would you give up a dynamic young quarterback two first round picks and dead cap money for this yeah. guy 20 i think 22 or 23 million dollars in dead money 
Like that's like the most in the history of the NFL. Yeah, like, um, which is weird because um, because um, Matthew Stafford's contract is cheaper, but they have to constipate. Uh, constipate. They have to. <laughs> um, they have to also send out. Um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm talking about? Uh, I went blank. Wow. Thank me. <laughs> tired. Um, compensation. There we go. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. This is Piper. Hello, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> But yes, um, first step today, so or a couple days ago, awesome. about that. Awesome. you know, she, she fell right back down and started crawling, but hey, she took it anyway. Hey, anyway, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, I was trying to figure out the word comp- compensation, so they have to compensate for all that. So they're still, even though Stafford's cheaper, they're still giving up money for all this. Exactly. Uh, like you said, it's 22.2 million in dead cap, um, yeah. and then it is. Um, they're only really the Rams will incur 22.2 million dead cap dead money charge for trading golf but that will amount to a 12.75 million cap savings so I mean they're not really saving much if you really think about it because I mean is essentially they're saving 10 million or 12 million but nowadays can't really with 12 million you can't really do anything but one year deals right right so are you banking on this one year opportunity because uh, uh we went over it um this season um they have to pay aaron donald 27.89 million Jalen right. ramsey 22.5 stafford 20 cooper cup 14.5 robert woods 13.8 and left tackle andrew uh whitworth 11.17 that's 110 million with a salary cap 198 million so we don't even know for those six people alone they take up 70 percent of your 60 percent of your cap and that's not other guys yeah yeah that's not talking about the other guys that you have to pay um obviously they're going to cut guys to try to get some cap space or anything but they don't have that many draft picks they're gonna have to though i mean i mean because it's like all that dead money and not to mention the fact which i guess if you want to look at the bright side of the trade from you got to look at it from both perspectives if you're matthew stafford and you're going to la you think to yourself finally i have a defense finally i have wide receivers because the only good wide receiver that he ever really had in detroit was megatron you know yeah so in Matthew Stafford's head, he's like, this is great. I finally have the opportunity to at least be in contention for a world championship. Jared Goff, on the other hand, I think Jared Goff is young enough to where he can go to a Detroit team. And if Dan Campbell's belief is that, okay, we're going to rebuild the team. Okay. If you're going to rebuild the team, Starting off with a young quarterback like a Jared Goff makes sense. Because if you are in a rebuild mode, do you really want Matthew... Even though a lot of people believe that Matthew Stafford is statistically and maybe just through the eye test or whatever, the better overall quarterback, a better quarterback than Jared Goff is, at least Matthew Stafford has the 
statistics that can back up a lot of his credibility. But now this is the actual proving point now. Like, this is the part where, okay, it's like, okay, Matthew Stafford, now you have a defense. Now you have a wide now you have some wide receivers. This is the year for you to finally tell people that you are one of the best. Now you gotta go out there and prove it. You can't if you fail this time, you can't blame it on the fact you don't that you don't have a defense. Can't blame it on the fact you don't have any wide receivers. You can't blame the old guard. You can't blame the old head coach. Can't blame the OGM. None of that shit. Like this is your moment to prove that you deserve to at least be recognized amongst the best in the league. With Jared Goff, on the other hand, playing in Detroit. With the rebuilding, it's better for Jerry Goff in the sense that he can grow with the team. So even if it does take him a little while to get back to that Super Bowl contender area, at least he's with a team that grew with him. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, a team could grow with him. Like he can adapt more to young receivers or young defense. And, you know, and who knows? Maybe Detroit could be an attraction for you know, maybe a free agent could come in, you know, or maybe they can do this, that, and the third. So, because taking that dead money away, you know, Detroit now has a little bit of capital, so maybe they could go out and seek more free agents, especially on defense, because they definitely need defensive help. So, I think it's good for both players because of those reasons, but I think in terms of the team, as far as, like, Super Bowl contending... I still think LA is the better team overall, so it definitely benefits Stafford more. But now it's on Stafford. I'm here. <laughs> apparently she doesn't. Apparently she disagrees with my opinion. Yeah. Uh, well, my thing is Detroit now has more draft picks. Um, so at this rate, um, Detroit isn't rebuilt. I mean, they've been rebuilding for years, anyways. But. Um, they need to get a better offensive line, so they need to get another. They need to get a good tackle or guard to protect Jared Goff. Um, but they also need a dynamic receiver. I mean, they have Marvin Jones. Uh, who else plays there as receiver? Uh, Ty? No, no, that's not even them. Uh, <laughs> let me look at the I got you. But the fact that we have to look up who their other receiver is says a lot. Yep. Um, Receivers are... Kenny Galladay. That's who it is. That's what I was thinking of. Who? Kenny Galladay. Who? Kenny Galladay. He's actually good. Um, you got that his full name or just his last name? Kenny, then Galladay. Yeah, you got uh, Geronimo Allison, uh, Quintez Safis. Oh, Danny Amendola's there. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, but he's a free agent. <laughs> but uh, he's cheap, so. Um, yeah. But no, um, Marvin Jones is your, that's your mid-range guy. He's, he is your uh, Cooper Cup equivalent. Um, there, uh, Kenny Galladay will be, definitely your, would have been what Brandon Cooks was for, uh, him and that was his deep threat, but right. he lost it pretty quick, anyways. Um, and then they have uh DeAndre Swift, who was a rookie this year, so they already have a good, you know, run up, up and coming running back to help out with him. And also, technically, Adrian Peterson, but uh, I, I think he's retired, I, yeah. I think he, sh I mean, at this rate, he should, but it should be DeAndre Swift's show from now on, so he's gonna have a guy 
there consistently. Um, ever since they lost, I mean, Todd Gurley was the consistency wisdom that their best year was the year they went to Super Bowl. They had a solid foundation. They built a team together. Um, so Jared Goff is a kind of guy that builds chemistry with the team. And as we saw with Cooper Cup and um, Robert Woods this season, like they're so dynamic together. Right. Um, so I feel like they should draft linemen and end up free agency, try to pick up another receiver. Um, and maybe uh, get a younger, like a guy who's maybe four years, four or five years in that didn't get a good contract, see if they can get pick him up in free agency for a couple years. Um, Kenny Galladay is still pretty young too. Marvin Jones is getting up there though. We can move him to the slot. Um, I think that team will do better offensively, but we all know Detroit's biggest issue is the defense. Yes, yes, absolutely. And no matter how good Jared Goff is doing, He's used to being on a team that has that's been like the number one or number two defense, pretty much since he's played. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, and that was the whole uh, that was the whole thing with with that. It was pretty much the whole thing where you had a a good to great second tier level quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and I'm only saying that because I'm just trying to give gravitas to the situation. Um, you have a you know second tier quarterback with no wide receivers and no defense and then you got maybe a tier three or tier four quarterback playing with a great defense and good wide receivers and you're just you switch them and automatically that rams team is now i think i think the super bowl odds for them next year because they're already doing like the way too early predictions for next year's super bowl already their odds significantly jumped and detroit significantly went down they're, they're yeah, but, that, like they're already projecting that the Detroit Lions are going to be the number two ranked team in the power rankings going into next season. But here's the thing with with that stuff, which I always hate, is that um, division that they're in is probably the strongest division: Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, Rams, and 49ers. When the 49ers are healthy, oh, I yeah. mean. Well, I, think, I mean, well, I think I think next year, when given health and everything, if everybody comes back healthy, that division is going to be a bloodbath. Remember this season, it was it was it was a, literally a toss up between the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals up until like what week fourteen, week fifteen. <laughs> it was almost week sixteen, week seventeen. Yeah, so I mean, Cardinals now you have a chance to make the playoffs. So now you add if you now get a healthy 49ers team in there. They're all playing each other. Their records are going to look worse, sort of, and it definitely will be. That will definitely come down to it. But I mean, I don't think Stafford's ready for that because I mean he's played with um, Vikings. Wait, is it, it's Vikings. Yeah, it's Vikings, uh, Packers, and Bears. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's used to playing it cold. Now he's going to go over there. It's not too cold. It's going to be a better environment for him. But he's playing a tougher division. He's going to be seeing these guys. He's going to see these his division six times, and it's going to be harder as opposed to facing the Packers twice and then having the possibility of beating the Bears and the Vikings twice a season. I mean, I could po- possibly ah! see. I'm here. <laughs> wow. I definitely what? see. Um, I definitely see them having a tougher time in the uh nfc west compared okay come here what happened chip um this 
that I just breaking breaking news. Breaking from, news. Uh, yes, it's uh, from uh, Bleach Report Gridiron. Uh, just give me a second. Here. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Saints are looking to make a trade for Derek Carr. I mean, I don't blame them. What was that? Uh, the Saints are looking to make a trade for Derek Carr. Well, Gruden doesn't want Derek Carr anymore. No. Uh, he didn't want him last season either, so, I mean, uh, so give, him, give him Winston. Who would they, who would they give up? Would they give up Taysom Hill? No. James no, Winston? Give up James Winston. James Winston and probably a pick. Not like he's a free third. agent this year. I don't know. If, I don't, he's a free agent, I thought. Is he? I thought he was. I mean, the the last list I seen that said that he was. I might be. I might be wrong. I might have been looking at a wrong list. But uh, let's see. Who knows? Let me look up NFL. Dang it, free agents. Phone. If you don't cooperate. Yeah. I mean, we all know Old Man Rivers retired, so automatically his free agency is you know null and void because he's retired. Um, yeah, he only signed a one year deal with the Saints. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott is still technically a free agent, isn't he? No, he signed that big deal. Wait, no, nope. Dak sign? Prescott. No, I don't know. Um, they're probably they're going to franchise tag him, most likely, is what they're saying. But if he um, if he doesn't get the franchise tag, the prediction is the Cowboys will finally sign him for four years at one hundred fifty eight. Uh, so they're saying he's pretty much off the market. He'll he'll probably be going back, but he maybe maybe he might take another. Somebody might pay him some good money. Yeah, um, I mean, every team, I mean, every see that's the thing. Every team has this extra capital that they don't really use, you know. And you know, I think if if anything, I think that they would. I mean, there, there's a team out there that could use Dak Prescott. You know, a team with a, maybe a young quarterback that. I mean, because you got your quarterbacks that, you know, are rookies, you know, they need to try to prove themselves and things of that nature. Like, if Justin Hubert didn't pan out in San Diego, I was like, hey, send Dak to San Diego. Or if Tua didn't work out in Miami, I'd be like, hell yeah, you know, give us, I'll take Dak Prescott, you know, barring injury, um, you know. But mostly Dallas, I mean, yeah, Dallas got hit with the injury bug, and but, but mostly Dallas got hit with fucking – uh, Mike McCarthy is what they got hit with. Um, yep. And his trash ass schemes and shit. Right. Oh, yo, this is ridiculous. So, Richard what? Sherman, Richard Sherman's most likely landing spot is the Bills. Oh, wow. Hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. But, um, and there's a lot of receivers that are free agents this year. They're saying Juju is going to go to the Jets. Yep. Wow. Did the Steelers did did the Steelers players not learn from Le'Veon Bell? Don't go to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> They're also uh, saying Corey Davis is going to go to the uh, Washington Football Team. That'd be great for Alex Smith. Oh wow! Yeah, that would be. Yeah, uh, but, I think uh, Alex Robinson from the Bears is a free agent as well. Yeah, Miami was in talks of trying to get him. Uh, James Winston most likely going to sign with the Colts for one year. Right. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Oof. they need 
I mean, Jacoby resets not the. We've already seen what happens with him at the helm there in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. The hell kind of noise is that? Do you have a parakeet? <laughs> no, it's my. It's my daughter. <laughs> She's making them same noises that. I don't know if you've seen the, the, the Facebook video of her and Chip just screaming at each other back and forth, but that's what, that's what, she's, doing. That's what she's doing. That child's got to set a long uh, I'm telling you. Yep. Uh, Bengals most likely to sign Newton. And no, I do Cam Newton to the... As, as a backup? No, Cam Newton to start. One, one year, five million. Most likely. They, they sit Burrow for a year? If, no, this just if Burrow doesn't come back. If they finally, I think they're waiting for the word if he'll be back or not. Hey, hey, here's something that I found. Uh, it's from Pro Football Focus, so take that for what it is. Um, it's the top 10 free agents and what possible places they could land next year. Uh, number 10 is Shaquille Barrett. Uh, it's saying that his possi- possible. He's possible to uh, sign a four-year contract with the Buccaneers. Um, number nine is Will Fuller, wide receiver. His possible destination is to sign with the Packers. Um, I've, there I've was got that, tra- that trade rumor earlier yeah. this year that he was going to go to the Packers. Yeah, I, I mean, think been, if he goes to the Packers, then. Um, Aaron Rodgers may stay. So I've got one for you, uh, talent that you may like. All right, what's up? Um, Dolphins possible four-year, forty-six million dollar contract to Aaron Jones. Oh, hey, hell yeah, dude! We can get that running back yeah. committee going. Aaron Jones would be a damn good look, man. Him, Gasket, Ahmed. I mean, dude, we could run the floor, dude. It'd be insane. So. Um, also, this was what I was looking for. Um, so, quick news here: um, both Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. are free agents this coming year. So, Jared Goff may not even have a receiver that's played yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, but, but <laughs> back to this list. They list uh, Levante David at eight, and they're saying his possible landing is also Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, safety Justin Simmons at number seven, and his possible destination is the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos are looking to sign him to a five-year, $82.5 million contract with $45 million guaranteed. So, oh, wow. that's a prediction. Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor up for football, Washington football team's signing? That's horrible. No. Let's uh, leave Alex Smith yeah. in. <laughs> Number six, uh, safety Anthony Harris. Um, his prediction is that he would sign with the Washington football team also, um, number five, Trent Williams, tackle. Um, his uh, predict their prediction is that he will sign with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the number four is Kenny Galladay, Galladay, wide receiver. Galladay. Yeah, it's saying that he will more than likely get the franchise tag from the Lions for the 2021 season. Uh, um, they need him. Yeah, uh, wide receiver Allen Robinson the second. Uh, they're saying the prediction is that the, is that Miami is going to sign Robinson to a four year, eighty million dollar contract. Uh, number two is wide receiver Chris Godwin, and it's saying that the Buccaneers more than likely will hit him with the franchise tag. And number one, 
They said that this is the number one most sought after free agent this upcoming season is quarterback Dak Prescott. But chances are he will sign with the Dallas Cowboys for four years, $150 million with 115, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, $150 million with $115 million in total guarantees with $75 million fully guaranteed at signing. So wow. there it is from, from pro football focus. I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't mind having Allen Robinson. Like I feel, I felt like he was very underrated when he played in Jacksonville. Um, you know, then he yeah. went to the bears. He kind of had a, almost a decline when he went to Chicago. So maybe coming to Miami could give him maybe that, that second win, if you will, or that, that, you know, revitalization, if you will. I think that might be a good fit. Um, you know, which of course Brian Flores is still wanting to maintain that strong defense, so he may go after some more defensive players uh, in the draft, possibly. Which I still think, from from what I've heard, is that the chances of them, the chances of Miami picking up a wide receiver, which I've heard so much about, like there's a possibility we could pick up uh, Smith out of uh, Alabama. But then I've also heard Panay Sewell. I've also heard, you know, we could pick up a quarterback just in case, you know, Tua doesn't play to the expectations. We could throw the rookie in there. Um, you know, I worry about that being a bad situation because you see what Jacksonville is going through right now. And they got a lot of young quarterbacks over there and they can't decide which quarterback they want to play from one week to the next. Um, so, the worry. So, uh- so uh, I'm looking at this list again. Um, so the the rumors are both Juju Smith and um, James Conner signed to the Jets. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell <laughs> goes to the Dolphins. Le'Veon Bell goes to the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm trying I to look at like all the major. <laughs> What was that? I said I take I, I take Aaron Jones honestly. <laughs> I mean, you're, they're saying that you're getting Aaron Jones and Le'Veon as like a reserve, pretty much. Yeah, but, but that's the thing though. I mean, we got Ahmed and we got Gadsden. I think both of those guys are very serviceable, especially Gadsden. I mean, he was pretty. He was, he was kind of the breakout star of that offense this year. I think. You know. Yeah, uh, they're saying the last. Big thing is uh, Rashard Higgins uh, leaves the Browns for the Titans. Yep, I've seen that. Hey, that'd be, that'd be uh, an interesting take. Jonu Smith, the tight ends, uh, or the uh, Titans tight end, is also going to be a free agent this year. Uh, yeah, I, I got a list here of every free agent this year. Uh, and good lord, the names on this list. Right. It's like, ridiculous. It's it is it's absolutely ridiculous, uh, and if we just want to look at real quick the uh, the top fifty, uh, they have it listed as the top fifty. This is from um, NFLTradeRumors.com. Uh, the top ten are uh, from ten to one. Ten Levante David, nine Brandon Scherf. Eight, Justin Simmons. Seven, Will Fuller. Six, Ken Galladay. Uh, five, Leonard Williams. Four, Trent Williams. Three, Allen Robinson. Two, Chris Godwin. And one, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Hey, my boy Fitz Magic 
um, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, he would he will sign a one-year, ten million dollar deal to join the New England Patriots. Uh, he'll work for Belichick easily. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm looking at this article that popped up today for uh, possible landing spots for quarterbacks and free agency, um, and it's saying the Jets give the Texans their second overall pick for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, more picks, but uh, but they're saying it's going to be for that one mainly. So if that's true, they get Deshaun Watson. Apparently, they're going to get Juju Smith and James Conner. I, they they would be uh, definitely a contender in that division. Uh, right. I, I mean, hell, they they still need some defensive help, but their offense becomes number two behind yeah. the Bills. I would say, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I, if we just go off what they had and then adding those three players, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you know. Does. So we go from uh, Talents uh, saying fuck the Jets every week to fuck the Jets they won. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. But uh, so, so the Texans will actually, uh, with that second over pick, will get Zach Wilson instead of Justin Fields. I don't know why. But um, uh, uh, I mean, maybe maybe Zach, Wilson's, Zach Wilson would fit the David Culley's scheme better than Justin Fields. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it says the Falcons will get uh, Justin Fields. Um, and then the Dolphins will keep him, obviously. And the Fitzpatrick thing is still up in the air. Uh, and then it's also saying that Carson Wentz will not get traded. He'll have to battle with Jalen Hurts for that. Um, Jerry Goff, obviously. Uh, the Panthers will take Mac Jones, number eight overall. Um, I don't know why they would, but I mean, they're not a passing team to begin with. They're saying the Broncos draft Trey Lance, number nine. I'm okay with that because get rid of um, Drew Locke. Uh, Jimmy G stays with the 49ers. Um, the New England Patriots will get somebody in the free agency. No Cam Newton. Um, Washington will stay with Alex Smith. Uh, the Bears trade for Matt Ryan. Wow. Yeah, because wow. uh, Mitch Trubisky is a free agent this year. Yeah, and you're definitely not picking him up. <laughs> I mean, that is... Matt Ryan to the wow. It but it says like their only options is wait for Nick Foles to get better, draft a free agent, or resign Mr. Trubisky. So which one do you take in that option? I mean, I mean, uh, you, I mean, you can always pray that you know Nick Foles comes back healthy. I mean, yeah. Uh, so it's saying the Colts will actually trade for Sam Darnold because obviously the Jets are getting rid of uh, Sam Darnold when they get um, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Um, Are they going to get Deshaun Watson? That's, I mean, they're going to give away the second round pick, second overall pick and a bunch more. But I mean, if they're doing that um, and they have tons of cat space anyways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are still 
the front runner as of right now. Uh, but I'd rather take the number two to the number three pick, to yeah, be honest. So. Yeah, exactly. So, right. I mean, you still get, you know, with two or three, you still can get a good quarterback um, yeah. out of the draft. But if you look at it in terms of if they trade, if they swap quarterbacks, you get two a and two first rounders, then you're looking better, I think. Right. Um, yeah. It's it's that's like that really isn't like we're gonna when that when this if that trade happens, we have to literally like immediately come and do like a quick recording or something like that for that. Right. Uh but same for the Steelers. Uh they're gonna restructure Big Ben's contract. Um so yeah. <laughs> uh how, how long do you think Big Ben's got left? Two more years. Two more yeah, years. Two, or like, two good years left. Oh, just two, two more two more years, yeah. Uh, 2023 probably be his last season. Yeah, and then I think he moves into a coaching position with the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there, they're saying for the Saints that they're going to re-sign Winston um, and Taysom Hill, so maybe, but... I, I still, I'd still would put Taysom Hill as my starter. I mean, with uh, all the free agents, uh, I get rid of Winston. I won't, I'm not going to re-sign Winston. There's better options. I guess doesn't make any sense. Um, what, what, to, to, to keep Hill or? No, to keep Winston. Oh, no, no, no. Like, fuck Winston. I, I wouldn't. Know. Not gonna, I you know, I'm just saying I think uh, I think Hill's the better option of those two. And I also think that Hill has kind of became like a local legend in New Orleans lore. Um, you know, he's, I think that it's going to be his team. You know, I think that. That's what kind of what Sean Payton was kind of grooming him for at some point because he can be that all utility player, which leads to trick plays and all different kinds of things. I think that well, he'll probably end up being your starting quarterback next season. Well, think about it this way: What if Drew Brees does retire? We let Winston go, and then they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers in New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that rumor's been floating around this week too. Yeah. Wow. Like I saw that. I was like, Wait, Aaron Rodgers been a free uh, agent though, is he? Or is he's, he's a trade? He's requesting a trade. He's requesting that, to get that's Adam, the rumor. Uh, yeah. That's that's the rumor. It hasn't been official like the Deshaun Watson, where he's officially came out and said, I want to be traded. The rumor is that Aaron Rodgers does as well. You know, the, the thing they say sources close to the matter. Yeah. Say such and such and such, but I mean, you go from Drew Brees to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're hey, it ain't bad to be a Saints fan. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is not. And then when uh, next season, when Talon finally tells us he's really a Jets fan, when they get Deshaun Watson, that right? will not happen. Good <laughs> sir. That will not happen. Still wait for you to get that Tim Tebow Jets jersey. Be ready to wear that damn. Uh, uh, New England Patriots jersey. All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we agreed on me wearing the Cam Newton one, which is not. I mean, I'm okay with that. You have to wear a Tim Tebow Jets jersey. It's better than a fucking uh, a butt fumble Mark Sanchez jersey. I mean, he went to playoffs and won a couple with the Jets because of a defense. It wasn't him. It was their defense. Uh. I mean the 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 stats will say he got there, he got them there to uh, the playoffs. 
Yep. Yeah. All right. But uh, so yeah. Any uh, anything else that we can we want to say like predictions for like big? Okay. Everybody say one like off the wall uh, off season move that they think it has a possibility to happen, but probably won't happen. A possibility that would happen, but probably won't happen. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers going to the Saints. Oh. Ooh. Um. Shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's hard. That's hard. Uh, yeah. That yeah, that's very hard. Uh. I'll throw okay. Here's, here's. Yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I go ahead. Saying, go ahead. I, I, I got one for you. Uh, and this this has been a. Um, uh, it it's, was rumored today, actually, uh, and it involves the, uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans. Um, it's a it, different it rumor than what a different rumor than than the Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah, well, it's it's Deshaun Watson, but um, after the uh, trying to get something pulled up here real quick. I'm sorry. Um, so after the Matt Stafford trade, apparently the the doll or the uh, the Texans have upped the their asking price for Deshaun Watson, um, and the rumor is that Deshaun, the Texans and the Dolphins, uh, would trade. Uh, the Dolphins would get Deshaun Watson. That's right. it. That's it. The Texans would get Tua Tagovailoa, two first rounders, plus um, Xavier Howard and um, Byron Jones. Hmm. Fuck you! No, 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 no. no. Xavier so, Howard and By- first of all, we just signed Byron Jones last year. Second of all, Xavier exactly. Howard is the anchor of the defense. No, that, okay. that that's way so, too much to give up. You would screw the whole entire defensive scheme up. No, I don't want no. So, so, so the rumor is that the Texans' asking price is two first rounders, two starting defensive players, and picks or uh, and and a player swap. Um, and the Dolphins are still the number one landing spot for Deshaun Watson. Mm. He doesn't want to give up any. He wants to go to a team where he doesn't lose any of his offensive help. Um, so that is the current rumor. Rumor. Mm-hmm. It's plausible, but I don't see it happening. No. So. No, hell no. Um, whew, man, you gave me out. Dude, I literally had a heart attack. Uh, nah, I, I, knock on wood. <laughs> I almost had a heart when you were like, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. No, thank you, sir. All right. Here's mine. I'll throw one out there. Okay. Just because, I mean, it might not be flashy or crazy or anything like that. I'll throw this one out there. It won't. I don't think. I don't see it happening. But if it happened, it would probably be a pretty cool story. Okay. 
Cam Newton re-signs with the Carolina Panthers and kind of re- revitalizes his career, his second stint in Carolina. I mean, okay. I mean, it, I mean it, it, it's different, you know, but then again, I mean, how many quarterbacks have we seen or how many players have we seen go back to the original team that drafted them, you know, and had a, you know, a one last run, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that is out there. Cause I mean, I, that's not one I saw happening. What, what would you, what would you say, Raj? Yeah. What do you got, Raj? This one's going to hurt me a lot. Um, Philip Lindsay and Von Miller to the Bills. Mm. Or what? 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 What does the Broncos get? Oh, nothing. They're free agents. Oh shit. Okay. Technically, Von Miller's an option, and they may not pick it up. Philip Lindsay's also option, but I think he's a player option, so I don't think he has to resign. Okay. If I were, yeah. honestly, man, if I was Denver, I would do my best to hold on to Von Miller, like my very best to hold on to Von Miller. I mean, Lindsay, I mean, I mean yeah, <laughs> disappointment to lose, but I mean, God, I mean, Von Miller's the anchor of your defense. I don't think you want to give that up, you know. And I mean, Von, yeah, Miller, Von Miller to the Bills, at least it ain't the Chiefs, you know. Well, he wouldn't go to a team within his same division. Oh, but yeah, I see. I say Philip Lindsay and Von Miller both go to the Chiefs because the, I mean, not the Chiefs, the Bills because the Bills don't have a run game. Philip Lindsay literally has proven that he is a franchise running back. Right. And then the Bills, just Von Miller and the Bills, that defense even higher level. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's yeah. our uh, Super Bowl predictions, our way out there uh, landing spots for some people. And with that being said, don't forget movementradio.us that is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio keep an eye on the youtube channel uh we got more videos coming just like this one um patreon page uh battle topics episode three will be dropping soon we got the first two on there already go check those out uh what do you guys got right i was gonna let you go first alan let you go <laughs> Uh, nah, um, you know, for you. <laughs> no, that's all good. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody who's been supporting. Shout out to everybody who send in, uh, you know, ideas and things like that. We do have uh, more retrospectives, rock retrospectives coming down the pike soon. Uh, our next rock retrospective is going to be the band Corn. Uh, so send us, you know, what are some of your favorite Corn songs? What are some of your favorite, uh, you know, albums or whatever? You know, maybe we'll give you a shout out on the on the on the, on the podcast. You know, like. This was this person's favorite album, or whatever. You know, just something we can interact with you guys, make you guys part of the show. Because you guys, without you guys, we don't have a show. We don't have a podcast. So we thank you guys so much for that. Um, we just recently also dropped our Hauntings of Nevada. If you guys want to go check that one out, it's a pretty cool, fun episode to listen to. And um, we have more episodes coming up soon. If I'm not mistaken, I believe this upcoming Monday we're dropping – uh, the 10 moments in reality TV that went wrong, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe it's this week. If not, then I can go back and we can check the calendar. Uh, but yeah, go check out the previous episodes. We look forward to more episodes coming up. Roger, you got anything? Um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do my uh, live stream for Extra Life Charity. Um, for those of you that don't know, the Extra Life Charity is a way for 
um, people to play games and get donations that go towards a children's hospital. Um, obviously, that's very personal and close to me because of the issues um, my daughter had last year. Um, to think it's already been a year and everything. Um, yesterday was the one year anniversary of the last time she actually had a heart situation, thankfully. Um, so we're over one year without a heart issue. Um, but if it wasn't for the Children's Hospital helping her out when she was a couple weeks old and everything, um, I wouldn't have a daughter. Um, and those people there are amazing. Like, I felt comfortable. Like, you know how weird it is to say you felt comfortable at a Children's Hospital? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, they they took a lot of that stress and like anxiety and worries away They're, the nurses there are phenomenal they all care um like they all would take shifts watching the baby overnight uh, so we could get sleep changing the baby for us and everything like that um which is weird to think that we would trust strangers like that that soon after having the baby like within less than a month pretty much uh but no they were they were amazing the doctors there like I can't say how grateful I am because I mean, her cardiologist knew everything. Um, she eased our mind too. Um, she d gave us the right medicines, dosages, everything like that. And these people, like, I just want to give them something back for what they did for us. Um, and I'm going to do that in March. Um, I've got like the base foundation, but I've got to do like incentives and everything for like my my goal is to raise five hundred dollars for them this year um and then next year probably raise it up from there like go up a little bit more but five hundred dollars from them this year um it's just i mean it's not it doesn't seem like a lot but that could be something you know, goes towards some kind of equipment or maybe a new help out like a funding towards another wing or something like that to help out um you know another incubator for the NICU and everything like that don't know but it's just some way to give back to them for what they did and everything and that's i'm doing that in march like i said not sure for sure um other than that um you know just keep supporting us uh we appreciate everything all the feedback and everything um also if you guys do join the patreon just know that you get everything ahead of time um and also like just exclusive content to like the battle topics um those are something you really need to listen to because we go into really good details and um, I guess tangents and tirades <laughs> about stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, oh, <laughs> we need to put that on a shirt. David Cole, David Allen Cole, and Public Enemy on a shirt. That's what we need to do. Yeah, that, that, uh, that would be the greatest mashup in the history of music. Yes, and, yeah, no, but no, uh, no. There's some great insights there. Um, obviously just our love for hip-hop in general um then i, to, huh? I was gonna say don't forget with the patreon page it, it costs you just as little as a dollar a month and you get a shout out on every episode of the podcast that you uh sponsor yeah i mean just dollar towards us i mean that'll help out it'll get uh telling a new computer um <laughs> yeah, so that way he can <laughs> like that way, you can have three tabs open on his computer and it won't crash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the truth too. I mean, God forbid that I use anything other than an Acer Chromebook. You know, <laughs> oh my God, with like eight gigs uh, of RAM or something like that. It's like three gigs of RAM, <laughs> like, more like two and a half actually. Yeah, 
that thing does not have any power at all. But no, um, I, mean, I got it plugged up to the wall right now. Actually, it's probably what's fucking it up. I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's what's keeping it going. Keep it going, yeah. But um, like last thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, all the Patreon and everything like that. But you know, uh, go to the Movement Radio website. Um, do we have? We also have the link to the merchandise for the new stuff, right? Too link, link, uh, everything, everything is on the uh, movementradio.us. The links to the YouTube channel, to the merchandise. Um, you can go and listen to every episode of the podcast that we've put out, minus the Patreon stuff that's exclusive to Patreon. You have to subscribe there to get those exclusive episodes. Right. And we also have, you know, like every, uh, so we've been doing this now for well over a year. And it, it's crazy that over, over the course of the year, we've, you know, had, we've talked about so many different things and, you know, we've made a lot of different series and Rogers jumped on board, uh, you know, and like happy to have him, you know, here with us. Um, it was about a year ago. Matter of fact, I'm going to go through and scroll through. It was a year ago uh, tomorrow, actually. Well, of this recording, we're recording this on February 2nd. We're going to be dropping it this upcoming Thursday. So Wednesday, February 3rd, it will be, Chip, it will be our one-year anniversary of the episode Hip Hop Saved My Life, where you and me discussed our top 10 favorite hip hop songs. So, um, yeah. So, I, I, you know, because you had yours in more of a chronological order. Mine were just, mine were all over the place, but still, you know, a mix of storytelling and fun songs and things like that. But that's one of the episodes that you guys can check out if you choose to. Uh, you can go to movementradio.us uh, and hit the archives and leave a review. Let us know what you think of some of the episodes. Let us know what you think of us, you know, as a group, as a tangent, whatever. And um, we look forward to hearing your everybody's feedback. And we love you guys. And we thank you for your support. And uh, we're going to wrap it up real quick. And we will see you guys for our Super Bowl review next week right here on Are You Ready for Some Football on Movement Radio. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. With that being said, please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting network. Make sure you follow. There you go. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go check out the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams, and I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.